Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. First, first, I have to just make one quick announcement. Uh, I started an Oakland Warriors Discord. I've had a lot of, throughout the season, a lot of really good, thoughtful basketball conversations with people on YouTube in particular, where we'll write like paragraphs back and forth to each other. And so I wanted to create a place where, you know, a lot of that stuff can just be consolidated because sometimes with every episode and every game, it's like there's these conversations. And then with the next game, there's the next episode and those just kind of disappear into the, into the archives and whatnot. So if you're interested, the link will be in the YouTube show notes below. And it'll also be, uh, in the podcast show notes, if it was on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So join in, uh, you know, it's early times, but uh, uh, it's a good place to have a pretty chill conversation about the Warriors, especially during games. And also, I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Diok. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but Diok Kim, who supported the show a few times financially on YouTube. I very much appreciate that. And that's something I don't talk about very often. And I very much appreciate that you do that out there. I don't know you personally, but I appreciate you and everyone else who has watched, listened, and told their friends about the show. So thank you very much. You are awesome. Okay. So to the matter at hand, the Warriors have tied the first round series with the Sacramento Kings 2 2. Uh, they've held serve at home, and now it is the best of three with game five in Sacramento, game six in San Francisco, and then game seven, if necessary, in Sacramento as well. I said after the last game, game three, where the Warriors blew out the Kings, I said that, hey, the Kings are going to be ready because they knew they just needed one game to pretty much, you know, potentially end this series and go up 3-1. And you knew that they weren't going to just lie down and let the Warriors run all over them again. Mike Brown wasn't going to let it happen. These guys are too good. And the Warriors, Steve Kerr, he went with Draymond coming off the bench. It was Draymond's idea to come off the bench. If it wasn't Draymond's idea, I don't necessarily think Kerr would have chosen to do that. So instead of Draymond in the starting lineup, it was Steph Clay and then Jordan Poole and then Andrew Wiggins and Kavon Looney. And I'll be honest, it didn't work out as well as it did in game three. But a lot of that was because the Warriors, they did not come out with that same sense of urgency and desperation that they had in game three. In game three, it was like, all hands on deck. Everybody just, you know, played with energy and played with focus and played with intention. And, you know, it was a whole team effort. In this one, you know, they, they weren't great on defense. They were not chasing loose balls. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> again, this is what we've seen from this team all season where it's like inconsistent, right? They'll they'll have like a good game. And then all of a sudden the next one, they'll honestly half-ass it. And not saying it was half 
effort, but it definitely wasn't one of those games where it was like, okay, we have to have this. It was like, all right, we're, we're just going to walk in and win this game. And for a while it looked like (laughs) this one could be in doubt. And if you need a game to ever prove the axiom that the NBA is a game of runs, it's this one because it was constantly Warriors run, Kings run, Warriors run, Kings run. And that's what you expect in a playoff series. And that's what made this one so, you know, dang enjoyable. In this one, the Warriors, they had their chances, but they were sloppy. They were turning the ball over and they were fouling and they were smoking tons of layups. Like Steph, Clay, Dante DiVincenzo, Kavon Looney, uh, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. They all smoked some easy, easy shots. And that to me was like, okay, all right. If we end up losing by a point or two or a couple points, like that's going to come back and haunt them. And they had a lead in the first quarter, but in the final couple minutes, they they closed out poorly. And then all of a sudden, the Kings ended up with a lead, a one-point lead going to the second. And then again, at the end of the second, the Warriors did not close. The end of the third, though, the Warriors finally closed out a quarter well, and they had a 10-point lead. But guess what? As I've said in previous games in the series, Mike Brown and everyone else knows that the Golden State Warriors cough up leads, and the Kings just started off the fourth quarter on a seven nothing run they put the pressure back on the warriors and it was just you know back and forth and then it came down to the final final play the final minutes of this game where (laughs) when i was watching this when i was watching this i was like oh my god this is so reminiscent of the first Charlotte Hornets loss where the Warriors seemed like they were going to just win the game, but then they kicked it away, went to overtime and lost or the Detroit Pistons game at home where they had the lead and they just ended up losing somehow, some way last second shot turnover, whatever. And I was like, Oh man, this late game execution, end of game awareness where Malik Monk, unnecessarily went on a you know one on two fast break warriors are up by five monk misses the shot steph has the ball the warriors have zero timeouts (laughs) zero timeouts and he calls a timeout and so that means they lose the ball it goes to the kings and there's a technical and then De'Aaron fox hits a three-pointer and all of a sudden the Warriors are only up by one. So it's a four-point play right there, pretty much four-point possession. And Steph comes down, misses a floater, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, okay, great. Ten seconds left. That is a ton of time for this team. De'Aaron Fox, Mr. Clutch Award winner, is coming down the court. And I'm like, no way. This cannot be how it ends. This cannot be it. It cannot be it because, you know, they cannot (laughs) just cough up this lead out of nowhere when it looked like they had it in hand and then go down 3-1, right? I was there's no way it's going to happen. Then there was the other part of me where I was like, well, you know, 
if that's how it happens, then it is quite fitting that these are the Warriors that do it because this is what they've been doing all season long. But, hey, Fox passes the ball to Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes shoots the three from the left side and clanks it. I thought it was in. It looked good. It looked good. But the irony of Harrison Barnes missing a clutch three-pointer that helps the Warriors win, just, you know, finally he comes through in the clutch for the Warriors because he missed all those shots and couldn't hit a bucket in the 2016 finals, especially in game seven. So he's never lived that down. He's a good dude, but I'm glad it was Barnes shooting that and not Fox because that Fox kid is good. He's just really, really good. Uh, I'm really, really impressed by him. Every time I see him, his mid-range floater, his mid-range step back, his just mid-range shot in general, his mid-range game is is stunning. And his ability to get fouls on these Warriors, uh, it's it was it was tough. It was tough right there. I mean, when you look at the final stat lines for this game, it's like the teams. I mean, they, it was a one-point game, and they were. Very, very, very close. Fouls, 21 for the Kings, 19 for the Warriors. Turnovers, 10 for the Kings, 11 for the Warriors. Rebounds, 44 even. Three-pointers, 14 to 35 for the Kings, 40%. 14 of 34 for the Warriors, 41%. Free throws, the Warriors had a bit of an edge. 22 out of 24, 15 of 18 for the Kings. So, hey, the Warriors sometimes better be lucky than good. They definitely, definitely shot themselves in the foot quite a bit in this one, and they escaped. They escaped, and that's all that really matters. I do like the fact that they were getting to the basket, getting to the line. Uh, Jordan Poole, four for five from the line. Clay, four for four. Uh, Steph, five for five. Wiggins, three for four. Draymond Green, six for six. 12 points for Draymond, 10 assists, seven boards. So uh, that was big and also Draymond in the fourth. There was that one play where Wiggins missed a shot and he fell down or he turned it over and he was out of bounds on uh the baseline. And the Kings they had a five on four break. Wiggins was slow getting back into it. He was hustling back, but Draymond, and this is about with five minutes left, he picked Sabonis's pocket and then Wiggins got the ball and they went down and Clay got fouled and he hit both free throws. So, I mean, there were a lot of clutch plays in this one by the Warriors, but whew, man, that was that was intense. <laughs> that was intense. I felt good about this one. You know, when the Warriors even were losing their lead at the top of the fourth, I was like, you know, I, I have a sense that they'll win this one. But <sighs> those final 10 seconds, that's obviously when I was really, really unsure. Overall, you know, the Warriors top to bottom, they battled, at least their core guys did. Looney, 32 minutes, four for five, 14 boards, six assists, one steal, one block, eight points. Wiggins, seven for 12 in 38 minutes, three for four from the line, like I said, eight boards, three assists, two steals, four blocks, 18 points. Steph, 43 minutes. We know that the Warriors struggle mightily in the non-Steph minutes. And in this one, Kerr was just like, Steph, you're playing. <laughs> they could not lose this game. They could not afford to go down 3-1 and head back to Sacramento. So, you know, 
at every moment, like Kerr was like, you know, you're going in the game, finishing quarters, et cetera, et cetera. But 11 for 22 from the field, five for 11 from three, five boards, four assists, uh, one steal, 32 points. And Clay, 39 minutes, nine for 15 from the field, uh, four of nine from three, four for four from the line, two boards, three assists, 26 points, plus 22, the highest plus minus on the night. And then, like I said, even pool, 26 minutes, eight for 15, four assists, two boards, 22 points. So the main guys for the Warriors really, really played a ton of minutes, like Looney, 32 minutes, Wiggins, 38, Steph, 43, Clay, 39, Poole, 26, Draymond, 31. The next highest minute total was Dante DiVincenzo with 16 minutes. He played all right, not as impactful as he was in game three, but hey, uh, Gary Payton II got some minutes late in the, or his first minutes late in the second quarter. He did not look like himself. I don't know if his sickness is still kind of bugging him. Hopefully he doesn't get anyone else on the Warriors sick, but uh, he did not look that great out there. Moses Moody got some time in the first half, five minutes, one for one from three. Is That was his one shot, three points. The rest of his stat line is kind of zeros except for one foul. Jonathan Kaminga, he came in. He had some really, really bad minutes, and Steve Kerr decided, like, nope, nope, <laughs> that's it. You're not playing the rest of the game. Only three minutes, no shots up, one board, minus eight, zero points. His first possession on offense, he was hesitant with the ball, and he kind of mucked up everything. And so they didn't get a decent look in that one, and then he came down, and he instantly got – faked out on defense by, I believe it was Fox. It could have been Monk. Couldn't one of those guys. Uh, and that was it, you know, like he went right uh, and Fox or Monk, whoever it was, went the other direction, scored. And it was clear that I was like, okay, that's too many mistakes in a row. He probably had another possession or two at the most and he got pulled. That was it. So Kerr's not messing around, right? Like when we say that in the playoffs, benches get shorter, this is exactly why. This is what happens. It was essentially a six and a half person bench, right? I mean, eh, I guess seven, 16 minutes for DiVincenzo is legit, uh, counts as a legit other dude off the bench. But hey, uh, we'll see. I was hoping that, you know, both Kaminga and Moody would have really, really strong games so that they could keep building up their confidence so you know when they go back to sack that they would be playable i'm sure they'll have uh their chance in the next game but the leash will be short i thought moody was all right uh kaminga he has to be better uh, he has to be able to give them some legit minutes all around so the warriors bench obviously as i've been talking about did not play as well the supporting cast for the Kings, though, they they picked it up. Davion Mitchell, 27 minutes, 5 for 8 from the field, 12 points, plays tight defense on Steph. Uh, Malik Monk didn't shoot it that well, only 5 for 14. He had 16 points. Even like guys like Alex Len and Trey Lyles played decently at first, but then they kind of faded out as the game went on. Keegan Murray, the rookie who... I believe set the rookie record for threes, nine for 13 in 33 minutes, five for seven from three, 23 points, seven boards, 
one assist. That dude was the major difference for them in this one. And again, you expect the supporting cast to play worse on the road and better at home, but that was a little flipped around in this one. But overall, eventually, it was just the Warriors' experience, their shot-making, and luck that brought them this one. But I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, it was imperfect, but I'll take it. We talk about it when the season is over, how imperfect this team has been all season long. But as long as they're still alive, let's just keep it going. But like I said, it's a three-game series now, and all the pressure is on the Kings. All of it. Legit. Because they have to win. It's the way it was in this game, but flip-flop, right? Like the Warriors had to win because you don't want to go to sack and potentially lose the series down 3-1. So Sacramento doesn't want to lose and go down 3-2 coming back to Chase Center. That's that's a tough proposition. So, you know, it's going to be all on them. And hopefully the Warriors get rest. You know, they have Monday, Tuesday off. So hopefully they can rest up, especially Steph, and figure out how to get some contributions from other dudes and, you know, just lock in more. You know what I mean? This was a game where when they lost the lead early on, you know, before the series, I was like, I thought the Kings would win at least a couple. My pick was Warriors in six, but I thought the Kings would win a couple because some combination of Mike Brown, his coaching, his familiarity with the Warriors, and also the Warriors' uh, tendency to kick games away. And early on, I was like, oh, wow, are they going to kick another one away? You know what I mean? You could say maybe they kicked game two away or <laughs> game one away or whatever. It's a combination of Coach Brown and uh, the Warriors falling over themselves. But in this one, I was like, oh, those habits of just not paying attention to detail, the finer points, and having the extra hustle. It looked like they didn't have it early on, but as we've seen, like these playoff games where they're really, really brawling, right? It's like you just go minute by minute, run by run. And, you know, that's what makes playoff basketball so intense because everything, everything counts. When they're not playing with that level of desperation, that urgency, then that's when a still relatively young team like the Kings can catch up, close your lead, and gain confidence and gain belief that, okay, these Warriors are not going to smother us in this one, and we have a chance. And they 100% did have a chance. It was one of their oldest players, maybe their oldest player on the team. I'm not sure who else is on the team, but the oldest player for them on the floor who had the chance and he clanked it. So Warriors escape with that one. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino 
or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.